everybody. Welcome to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Gloria Beth Bisbee. I'm a sex and intimacy coach and psychologist, and I have spent the last 30 years helping to create hot and healthy sexual and intimate relationships. We're working our way through our erotic alphabet one letter at a time. Today, the letter is Y, and Y is for urine. Joining me today is the amazing Dave Drenchy. Watching people struggling through the dating scene and continually being frustrated with their results or lack thereof, dating coach Dina Brenchy has made it her mission to support individuals in making organic connections in partnerships that last. Combining years of actual behavior studies with her unconditionally loving and non-judgmental persona, she's designed a unique approach to dating that feels completely new. She's an ICF certified coach that specializes in helping her clients date without dating apps. So if you're sick of swiping on faces and endless textings to never even up with someone, then Dina will be the right fit for you. She offers a variety of different packages and price points so she can support as many people as possible in reaching their dating goals. You can find her on Instagram at SweetDeans, that's D-E-E-D-E-E-N-S, and website is SweetDeans.com, um, at Facebook, Dina Brenchy, and her podcast is the Sweet Life Podcast. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> so we're going to talk about yearning, but, I, but we'll talk about dating without apps because <laughs> that's of interest to me as well. Um, but I quite like this idea of really exploring what yearning looks like because it's yeah. beyond wanting. And it's a lot of people say, oh, well, yearning, desire, right? And I'm like, yeah, I, I don't see them as the same thing because yearning has just seems to have, um, and I, I recognize that we're doing this on radio. Um, and although we may eventually put the videos up, people cannot see what I'm doing with my hands. But <laughs> Got this feeling, this this sort of it rips your guts. Yeah, yeah, and I would say that like it's so it's so innate inside you, right? Like this passion, this burning, and I would say desire as well. But it's um it's deeper than that. It's like this deep in 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 inside you, this feeling that just welds up that makes you want or need or feel and it's um it's tangible it's really it's like palpable in the air like yearning you can see it you can feel it you can experience it viscerally um so i think it's i was so excited to be able to be on this podcast and be able to talk about that because i was like oh yearning like thinking about what i've yearned for and not just sexually but just like in business and in friendship and in all all aspects of my life like that yearning desire and what that kind of looks like for me and that was so exciting to to kind of get to think about that and get to play with that idea in my mind um when you're asking me to be on this podcast for that yeah <laughs> that level that kind of level of passion and and the um intensity of it is what i'm really connected to and and i mean certainly for me you know there are just connection is really important and I can think of times where that's been what is the yearning. However, that connection ends up being whatever ends up coming out of the connection, just about having that really kind of deep, intense, close, energetic connection that it feels like that's necessary, like oxygen, mm. which is yeah. how yearning feels to me. 
Yeah, it's energy. It's like um, it's energy in motion too. So it's not. It's like it can't be created or destroyed. It's just it's there. It's like a flow that you kind of tap into, right? And when you experience it, when you're in that space, that flow space of yearning, there's really a lot of drive that happens there. And I think there's a lot of forward movement. And so it's always kind of pulling you into whatever it is that you're kind of yearning towards. So whether that's to be in a successful business or whether that's to be in a really healthy relationship or whatever it is that you're kind of yearning for, there's this like forward tug that happens that pulls you energetically forward through that emotion. And, and that's, that's kind of how I attach to that feeling. Uh, and I mean, I would agree with that. And I think sometimes that's a real positive, that, that, that kind of forward drive, that forward motion, because people get so stuck in inertia. Mm. You know, we're, we're all busy. There's all sorts of stuff in life. There's always more things to do or you need to pay attention to than you want to, always. Mm. So there's that, that sense of people getting stuck in the day-to-day over and over again. And having the opportunity to... Um, move to actually getting to be forward moving, be focused on something, feeling the pull, feeling the flow, all of that being so important um, to just that, that kind of energy with that. So that's the positive for me. But there's also sometimes a negative, I think, where people can be pulled and not really think through what they're being pulled to. Sure. So I guess the first step would always be, and, and with anything, like you would probably say this as well as awareness, uh, yeah. right? Really sitting with whatever it is that you're feeling and, and kind of focusing on, is this, is this what I want to be pulled towards? Is this what I want to be doing? Is this what I want to be feeling? Yeah. And allowing your body to tell you yes or no. Right. Um, yeah. but, but awareness is, it's a, it's so crucial. It's important for everything. And like even giving yourself that time to sit and reflect and decide. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and feel it and mm. feel it and enjoy the feeling of it without necessarily acting on it straight away. Right. Right. Um, and I, and I think people often have a lot of difficulty with that. Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> We're such an impulsive, like, I want it now society. <laughs> so like, even just sitting with yearning, like sitting with desire, sitting with like want is incredibly powerful. Yes, absolutely. So when you think about yearning in terms of relationship yearning, what, what does that look like for you? Like for me personally? Or for you, for, for your clients, whatever you feel like <laughs> closing. Yeah. So, I mean, for, so for me personally, when I'm thinking about yearning for what I desire, what I'm looking for, it's always, um, it's always done kind of in a visualization process. So these are the things that I truly desire. And this is what I'm looking for, you know, emotionally and mentally and maybe physically. Um, although there's less of that, um, I'm pretty, uh, what is it? Sapiosexual. Like, uh-huh. so, so for me, it's like, it's so much more mental attraction. So I'm looking to be so mentally stimulated. Like I want someone who just challenges me on every single level mentally. So let's, we're, we're actually five minutes from break, believe it or not. So let's, um, let's talk about that. And we're going to, de- we will define sapiosexual, I promise. Um, but before we go to break, um, I want to talk about Lola, who's the sponsor for this show. 
this week. And Lola is a female-founded company that offers a line of organic cotton tampons, pads, and liners, and they offer sex products too. Lola offers cleansing wipes that are safe for use anywhere on the body. Um, and these are amazing. I absolutely adore these wipes. They're the first biodegradable, all-natural wipe of their kind, and they're perfect for a midday refresh. They're individually packaged, and they're perfect for on-the-go, and they're gynecologist-approved and hypoallergenic. They have a great texture, and I found that they didn't irritate at all. Also, I've got to say the lube that they make is absolutely fantastic. It's got a mess-free, one-click pump system. It's a water-based formula, hypoallergenic and made with 95% organic ingredients. It creates a long-lasting lubricant that mimics natural feminine moisture, and so you maintain a healthy pH balance. And it's a it's made with aloe vera, which is really soothing, incredibly soothing. It's safe during pregnancy. It's also gynecologist-approved, and it doesn't have synthetic flavor or fragrance, which I think is really important. Um, and they also make these incredible ultra-thin lubricated condoms. They feel great. They're made of natural rubber latex, and each one is individually tested for both STIs and pregnancy and prevention of pregnancy. They're lubricated with medical-grade silicone oil. The packaging is really simple, so I love that. And there's, they really have this great variety of products, and they're all really high quality. And they can be delivered to your door. You do this by subscription, which is fantastic. So you can make sure you never run out of period supplies or sex supplies. If you want 30% off your first month subscription, visit mylola.com. That's M-Y-L-O-L-A.com. And enter A2Z when you subscribe. And that's A-T-O-Z. That's mylola.com and enter the code ATOZ for 30% off when you subscribe. We'll be back in a couple of minutes. Network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Addiction can affect our relationships, our families, our home, and work lives, but most importantly, ourselves. The recovery process can do wonders in the lives of people suffering from active addiction and also for those that love them. It's not just 12-step programs, but so much more. It's learning how to live life on life's terms. If you can relate to these issues or love someone who does, start with yourself. Start by tuning in to Miracles in Recovery with host Ray Lynch, Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Hope is in your corner. Are you fed up with reaching outside yourself for an inner solution? The next diet, the next few pounds to lose, the next drink, the next shopping spree. Tune in to Already Enough with host Kelly Backert. You'll hear tips about how to stop endless searching for an outward solution to an inner condition. Get helpful tools about food, body, self-care, stress management, mental health, and how to live your best life. Listen every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. 
Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drloribethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And this week, it's Why is for Yearning, and I've got the amazing Dita Branchy with me, and it is part two of the show. And just before the break, um, I had asked Dina what yearning feels like for her, and one of the things that she mentioned was that she's sapiosexual, and I realized that we hadn't defined the word. So sapiosexual means that somebody is turned on by someone's brain and intellect. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I didn't actually know that there was a word for it until this year. And I'm 31 years old and I've always felt this way and I've always described it to, pe- to people and no one has ever given me the word for it. And um, one of the guys that I was dating was like, oh, you know, there's a word for that. And I was like, ah, yay, like I'm described. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love, I love the word. And I also, you know, um, attraction really does properly begin in the mind. Even if you are um, visually attracted, what you make of what you see is, is happening in the brain and the mind. So it always, it always begins there. Arousal always begins there. Yeah. I just had a tough time like describing my physical attraction to anyone. I was like, I don't know if I've ever physically been attracted to someone immediately. Like it just didn't happen. And I was always confused by that. Like there must be something wrong with me. Why am I just not attracted to a physical type? There must be some type that I'm attracted to that I just haven't found yet. And yet every single one of my partners has looked vastly different in appearance. And I was trying to put together what the similar thread was. And it, it then occurred to me, oh, it's because I'm so attracted to how mentally stimulated they make me and um, or or just mentally engaged they are with everything that's going on, like what, whatever process we're kind of going through together. Um, so, yeah, so I was really excited about that. <laughs> I mean, and it's funny because for me, it's um, I mean, brain is very important. Um, they need to be intelligent and that's really important to me. Um, but energy is the first thing that I, that I, that I click with. And um, in particular, dominant energy will, will start for me. And so um, while I, while, while people who know me well will say that I do have a physical type, um, it's a very loose physical type, but they say, I, they'll say I do have the physical type. But what's more important is the energy. So I don't stick to the type like that. So that's kind of a that's kind of a oh, if it's possible, that's nice. 
Sure. Right. So if it's possible, I kind of like it like that in that flavor. But uh, but otherwise, it's that it's the energy that's first, and 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 the, and the brain. You know, if they can't mentally stimulate me, then I right. And so, if that's the case, then online dating doesn't work for you well, or for me. I'll tell you what my experience with online dating is recently. Because I, I mean, okay, so you know, and my audience knows I'm, I'm 56 now. I'll be 57 in March, and so when I started dating, I mean, obviously we didn't have online dating, right? Um, and I've never been much of a dater. I tended to meet people in situations. I've never been good at small talk. We either clicked or we didn't. If we clicked, we had a relationship. If we didn't, we didn't. You know. That sort of thing. So um, I've never been a good dater, I would say. Um, yeah. I remember doing speed, speed dating came out in the 80s when I was in graduate school. And um, <laughs> I remember a friend of mine was like, yeah, let's go to the speed dating. And we went to the speed dating. We were both in the middle of getting PhDs in clinical psychology. Sure. You know, I'm doing really fine the first couple of seconds in the speed date. Then they ask you what you do. And as soon sure. as we said something, that was the end of the speed date. <laughs> They're like, and I'm done. <laughs> yeah, and I'm done. Like, you know, and, and sometimes it was the psychology and sometimes it was simply the PhD. You didn't even get past PhD. Sure. <laughs> right. Too smart goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I found that with women and with men. I mean, most people think of that as being with men around women who are bright. But I, I found similar things with women at the time. Um, so, yeah, that's really important. But, um I'm polyamorous and um, recently decided a couple of months ago, a few months ago, maybe November, but I didn't start doing it until December, um, that I wanted to get some specific needs met that I wasn't getting met. And with permission from my husband, I made a profile on OkCupid. Yeah. Yeah. How's it going? Um, it's... it's uh, well, we did a program. Um, w was for wanker. Part of it came from that. <laughs> and part of it came from what happens on LinkedIn because people approach me on LinkedIn. I mean, oh, also, all social media. But LinkedIn in particular, which doesn't make any sense to me because that's a professional right. space. Right. So, um, so, you know, that should tell you something about how it's going. Um, yeah. I'm fascinated. I mean, you know, I can't look at it just as me doing this because of what I do for a living. I'm fascinated by the process and by what makes people think that certain approaches are even going to get me to like say anything. I know. it's um, fun, right? <laughs> Yeah. I, it's just like, I'm, I'm, I mean, it's really good. It, it's, it's really amusing sometimes. Yeah. You know, and, but it's, but then it's sad. It's like, can you not spend five minutes and, and actually say something maybe semi-meaningful that I might want to engage with. Sure. Um, but um, I have, I, I did, I've been dating one person who I met that way. Who's lovely. Um, yeah. The moment we're kind of not dating, we're friends, but that has nothing to do with any of, you know, it has nothing to do with right. that. That, personal yeah. life issues and stuff like that. But you know, I, I found somebody lovely who actually took the time to write a response and I went, oh, well, that's interesting. And then I went from there. Sure. Um, but for the most part, it's pretty poor, really. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there's like, you know, it's like an artificial ecosystem, right? 
like it's a it's a I call it a phone connection, like F A U X, like fake connection, because you're not really interacting with the person. You're interacting with your phone, and it's it's like the person doesn't even exist. You know. Well, it's kind of funny because I mean, for me, it's like so I'm one of those people who if if you if you interest me enough we'll communicate for a very short period of time on any kind of electronic device. It will be enough to establish that you understand my ground rules. And, um, and when can we meet? Because if we don't meet in person, I don't know if there's going to be anything and I don't have time to waste writing back and forth. I don't want to sext. I don't want to, you know, I'll sext (laughs) with somebody I know, right? Somebody who I know that I can make it real with. I don't want to have sex with somebody to have nothing that ever comes true. That right. The mind boggles, right? Sure. Some people love that though. You know, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah. If I want a masturbatory fantasy, there are other ways that I do that. And it's not by, you know, throwing something into the ether to some unknown human, right? (laughs) Just doesn't do it for me. I mean, but I do think that the whole, um, trying to date and trying to actually get to know somebody is just a, a nightmare within this sort of environment. Sure. And it can be, or it can be, I mean, it, it can be whatever you want it to be really. Like if your intention is to go in and just meet people, then it's fine. But if your intention is to find the one, then you're probably going to be frustrated and you're going to feel annoyed and you're going to feel like it's too much work and it's awful and nobody's really looking for what you're looking for. Um, and I think that that's kind of where people get stuck because they're going in and they're putting so much pressure on it to be something. And when it's not, they get really frustrated and they feel like this is awful. And why am I doing this to myself? Um, and they have like a really low opinion of humanity. And, um, I think that online dating could be great. Like you found, like you found someone who's great. Right. Um, right. I think for, I've found people that I absolutely love online dating. Um, but then there's, there's also, if you're looking for something very specific that you want to go out and you want to like put effort and energy and purpose into, then a lot of times it works to do something else than to like do some self-reflective work and to actually put some like visualization into what you're yearning for. Right. Back to the yearning. (laughs) Yeah, no, absolutely. And I mean, I mean, so I think for me, um, it is definitely um, a something that is you're you're actually you know what it is you're looking for, you know what it is you're yearning for. Can it can either be a good thing to do it that way or not a good thing to do it that way? For me, it's great because I can weed people out really quickly. But I also have a problem with this concept of the one anyway, right? Um, I mean, not just because I'm polyamorous. I mean, that's yeah. that's not why. I mean, for me, there's more than right. one. But right. but I think when people focus on the idea of the one, then if it doesn't work out, then what? Then what? Right? Then what? Where do you go? Yeah. Is it, is it the next one or is it the I've lost my chance? Which is a lot of the time when I see people, they're coming in with, I'm in the love of my life and I'm just gone and, and I'm yes. never going to be able to. But whoa, yeah. whoa. You know, actually... There are many. There are many of the ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Even if, I call Even if you're yeah. monogamous, there are many potential matches for you. Yeah. Yeah. And there's many non-matches and it's okay to interact with non-matches. Yeah. Like yeah. all of that is okay. 
Yeah, no, and and I, I mean, that, I, mean that I think that's particularly important to be able to say, you know, it is, it, it's okay to, to do that and enjoy it, and not have to worry about it, um, and not feel like everything has to be this high pressure major search. And I, I, I do think that people get caught up in this thing, and also around time, right? Sure, right. And then, you know, if somebody wants a family, then there is there are time issues that come into play and pressure becomes higher and higher. Um, yeah. But the more of that kind of frenetic energy that's being put into it, the less likely they are to find what they're looking for or get what they want. And often people focus on the wrong part of the yearning, the wrong things um, um, without actually paying attention to what is going on in them when they are interacting. So we're a couple minutes from break. When we come back, we'll talk about this more. Um, talk about like, getting in touch with that yearning and then what to do with it. How can that actually help to guide you towards different strategies for connecting with people, for um, understanding your desires and for making your desires known? Um, how can you understand it in your head and feel it in your heart and your body and your spirit and then be able to do something with it that is going to get you what you want because ideally that's what you want is to satisfy that yearning. Although we will in the, later on talk about when you don't want to satisfy a yearning, when a yearning is really a, sort of destructive, not really productive. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes after some words from our sponsors. Network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you ready to live to 100? Join Dr. Joe Casciani and his program that shows us that age is just a number. You can age with fresh and inspiring perspectives, whether it's staying physically fit or keeping mentally fit. With great stories, plenty of advice about successful aging, and brighter outlooks, you just might join those who are living to 100. The Living to 100 Club is broadcast live every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time. On the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Everybody, welcome back to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. And I am here with Dina Brenchy, and this is Why is for Yearning, and we are in part three. So, um, before the break, we were talking about how it is that you should really tune into what it is that you're yearning for and actually spend some time with it in order to be able to mobilize and move in a direction with it. Um, and I was saying that, you know, there, there are a variety of ways that you can do that. So what are your favorite ways to actually kind of mobilize that energy and that force? I think for me, so I meditate every day. Um, I really just like sit and practice mindfulness. I listen to whatever thoughts are coming up and then I kind of decide from there what thoughts I'd like to keep and what ones I'd kind of like to move past. Um, I do yoga and just like allow my body to move whatever way that it wants to and provide kind of that release. Um, and then I also masturbate every day and I, and I, and I felt like that's actually been really kind of a powerful way to, for me to reconnect with myself and my own wants. Um, and just really feeling like what to me is, is turning me on and what I really enjoy and what I really like. And, and then being able to ask that of my partner or partners. Um, and, and so I think just, yeah, doing all of those things, like really being present with who I am and allowing myself time to sit and be with myself and then being able to express it fully with others. And I, you know, I like that because I think one of the, the, the one of the keys is really being able to be present, and that when we feel a yearning, that before you know, allowing it to move us, to be able to be present and and and, and fully centered in ourselves, and then to flow with the movement, always brings us to a better place. And this idea of of self love in all its forms, so that masturbation is a time where you can actually experiment with what. It, what does this yearning look like? You know, what does it feel like for me? How could somebody help me to gain that satisfaction? If, if, and if you don't know, if you haven't spent time trying to kind of look at what is it that's actually turning you on, typically then people end up frustrated because they don't get whatever it is. And it becomes this sort of blind yearning that goes on and on and on that's never fulfilled. Yeah, or or you don't, yeah, if you don't know, then you can't ask for it. Absolutely. And also, asking for it, I think, took me a really long time because I was like, I felt it and was like, this is something that I'd like to experience and not really understanding even how to put that out there, just, not just with my partner, but um, with other people that I would meet or talk to, not even being able to express it or feeling safe to express myself. Well, uh, and that's, that's a big one. That's a huge yeah. one. I, I, I mean, I... I was saying this earlier today. I was talking with some people who were doing a um, an event, and we were talking about 
some of the things that I find people bring to me most often. And um, certainly the ability to talk about your desires, your wants, your yearnings is, is one of the hardest. And, and one of the things that I've noticed is that, um, and I've said this before, if you are somebody who has unusual desires, if you're kinky, if you're um, um, polyamorous, if there's, there's something that isn't average, for want sure. of a better term, then you're more likely to have learned how to talk about it, even though it might still be hard, even though it might still be really hard for you to feel comfortable expressing yourself with no shame. And I, I work with people on that a lot. That's like the first step of most of my programs is helping yes. people to identify that and get rid of it. But even if you're in that place where you're actually doing, um, able, you're able to express yourself without shame, it, it's, it can be very difficult to, to, to have that conversation. But if you're kinky, you kind of have to, because right. you have no way of knowing if you're going to match it all. Whereas if you're heterosexual and you're kind of doing the normal thing and normal goes in quotes, right? right. Um, you're doing the average thing then people don't bother. And so what they do is, if you're lucky, they have the safe sex talk. Yeah. Otherwise, they just fall into bed. And then yeah. sex is often less than satisfying yeah. because they never talked about it. Right. And a lot of people have this idea in their head that they're supposed to know. I actually listened to a, um, a dating and relationship coach some time ago, less than a year ago, who remain nameless, say, well, you know, if, if it's the right relationship, you will flow together and it will be effortless and you won't even have to speak. <laughs> We're all mind readers. That's amazing. Yeah, no. Uh, so we just had a listener who called in who couldn't stay on the line. They wanted to ask, what's the difference between a dating therapist, a regular therapist, and what are the benefits? So um, different people do um, specialize in different areas, in therapy and in coaching. Um, the benefits to seeing somebody who is um, a generalist are when you've got a number of different issues to work on and, and you've ascertained already that the, the general therapist has experience in all of those areas, right? So you still have to check out what their experience is. So there's a lot of things you're going to work on and they've got expertise in the areas you want. So you can work on things with them in a lot of ways. The advantage to seeing somebody who's a dating coach or a dating therapist is, um, although I've not really ever heard the term dating therapist. I love that. Um, no. But usually it's a dating coach and um, like I would be called a relationship therapist and a, mm. and a and sex and intimacy coach, I could equally be called a dating coach because I'm working with people who are dating, but dating coaches usually they're working on dating specifically on helping people to date well and enjoy themselves and specifically to help them to gain the relationships that they want. Yep. Sex and intimacy coaches will work on gaining the relationships they want, but they might not be working with the same tools. So there are some advantages when you know exactly what you want to do in actually choosing somebody who's got the specialty to be able to work with you on those particular things. Yep. Love it. Great question. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic question. I love that, so that somebody has actually picked up a telephone. Traditionally, <laughs> people don't like to call into this show. They write in more often than they call in. Because, well, because sex, right? Because sex. 
Yeah. They don't want to be heard on the air. So well, this person wasn't heard on the air, um, yeah. but they don't want to be heard on the air because they're embarrassed because it's about sex. And that's, that's the point we were actually making when, when this person called in, which is that, you know, you have to learn to get comfortable with this and to be able to talk about it. Yeah. Because we are not mind readers. Yeah. I mean, like, I think it took me till last year to be able to orgasm from oral sex. And I'm 31 years old. And I was like, why did it take me so long? Like, why was it so difficult for me? But it was because I wasn't able to express what I needed. And I was just like, I guess I just let them do whatever they want until I figure it out. And like, that's such a terrible way to go about it. Instead of just being like, this is what I need. And this is what feels good to me. Right? Absolutely. That long. <laughs> but I mean, but that's not an unusual story, you know. Right. And some people, some people never get there right. because they just don't feel they can ask, or they feel, um, or my partner will feel insulted because he, he or she thought they were doing the, you know, the good stuff, and right. I'm telling them they're not. And and that is the difference that I do highlight between um, kinky folk as a rule and. Uh, vanilla folk, which is kinky folk, they have that conversation at the very beginning of the relationship before they're even looking at getting into bed. And so there's no um, worry about um, performance then. There's no implication that somebody hasn't been doing a good enough job because you're not in bed yet. Right. Right. So you can sit there and say really quite clearly, these are the things that really get turn me on. And these are the things that don't turn me on. And these are the things that I'm not ever going to do. So don't ask. Yep. <laughs> And so yep. you know where you are before you get in bed. And I remember, and see, I got asked this a couple of weeks ago, and I don't know that we had the time to answer it on the show. But somebody was saying that if you talk about it all the time, you know, in advance, don't you take, you know, the excitement and the fun out of it? I was like, no, talking, talking dirty is sexy. It's hot. Yeah. In fact, I, I did this show a number of years ago on talking dirty uh, before I was on Voice America. I, I I was doing um, this podcast as just my own podcast. And um, mm -hmm. I did a show on Talking Dirty, and that it's, remains the most listened to show that I've ever done. <laughs> I love it. Fantastic. I think it Yeah. So, so when you're having this negotiation conversation, it can be hot as hell, and you can just build anticipation, build anticipation, which is yeah. half the fun. Yeah. So creating the yearning. Yep. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> the more you created that, the better. Um, so, yeah, no, I, it's definitely, but it's definitely a skilled practice to right. think it's going to be easy to talk about this stuff. And most of us have grown up in environments and the environment's still this way today that tells us that it really isn't appropriate to talk about a lot of this stuff. Right. You know, right. you need to be careful what you say, because first, it's not appropriate. Second, it's not safe. Right. And third, what are people going to think of you? What are people going to say? And we're still saying that. We're yeah. still saying that to women. We're still telling them, if you want a guy to marry you, you need to watch me. Right. Because otherwise, they're going to think you're a whore or you're a slut, and you're, or, you know, right. you're not marriage material or whatever. It's ridiculous, but, but we're still saying that. We're still propagating that myth. Um, so don't talk about it. Don't, don't want it too much. Right. When actually one of the most attractive things in the world is sexual confidence. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so much power. Yeah. And, and that's not being, you know, sometimes people think when you say that, that, that you're talking about being, somebody being dominant or aggressive. No, it's just being confident that you know what you like. 
Yep. And, and you know it turns you on and you can say it. You can say this really turns me on. I mean, that is really attractive. Yeah, I agree. It's really exciting for somebody to know and demonstrate that they're actually a fully functioning sexual being. And I like that in my partners as well. I'm like, tell me what yeah. you're, tell me what you like. Tell me what you're into. Tell me what turns you on. And if they can't express it, if they're like, oh, I don't know, you know, just, I'm like, no, I don't know. Like, yeah, you just do anything you want to do. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's boring. Um, and it's hard, you know, because I, I don't, you know, it's a lot of responsibility for me to figure out what you want. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of work. I don't, I don't want to be working while we're doing this. So we're a couple minutes from break. Um, when we come back, we'll just continue on with this conversation. We'll be in the last segment. Um, and we'll be back after some words from our sponsors. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Over 20 million people in America struggle with substance use. This impacts both the people who are using and loved ones who are trying to help. Still, there is hope. Tune in to the Beyond Addiction Show with host Josh King. You'll hear from experts and get the real information you need to understand and assist in change. Change can be hard. It doesn't have to be confusing. Tune in every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time and 1 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Do you feel that you aren't at your best when it comes to your personal health? Even if your doctor gives you a clean bill of health and says everything is in working order, perhaps you aren't feeling at the top of your game. Dr. Rebecca Risk overcame pain and fatigue despite all tests to the contrary. Learn how she put her health back on track and how you can too on Falling Through the Cracks. Live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. This is the A to Z of sex featuring Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We know you have questions. We welcome you to call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Feeling a bit shy? It's okay. Dr. Lori Beth loves to read your emails too. Send them to Lori Beth at drlorybethbisbee.com. Now, more of the A to Z of sex. Welcome back, everyone, to the A to Z of Sex with me, Dr. Lori Beth Bisbee. We are doing Why is for Yearning this week, and I'm with the amazing Dina Brenchy, and it is our fourth and last segment. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about how when somebody doesn't know what they want, it can feel like a lot of work. Yeah, it can be a little bit overwhelming. And then also, um, it can be uh, a, a little bit awkward because you're just... You're like, okay, well, what do you like this? And you're just constantly looking up like, is this okay? Is this like, am I able to do this? Like, how do we feel about this? Um, instead of just being able to know what's, know what's wanted and know what's expected and, and know what they desire. 
and then being able to create that experience for them. How fun is that to be able to take it on? It's fantastic to be able to do that. And, And that is something that happens if you do talk about things in advance then you have the opportunity to tailor an experience to the person that you're with, which is wonderful. And then it doesn't mean you don't talk in the middle or you don't have to ask questions in the middle, but it, it really does focus us into the experience. And there's less having to kind of come out and say, well, is this okay? Is this, is this all right? Because you've already gone through the whole negotiation process and gotten consent and, you know, consent is still dynamic, but you've done the, the basics that you need to do to be able to be involved uh, more fully. Yeah, absolutely. And to kind of, you know, follow some of those yearnings and see where they go because, you know, you've talked about, well, what might be the limits of this? And, you know, sure. are you willing to go down this path? Are you willing to look and see what's there? Um, and so it's, it's, it's powerful and it's exciting and fun, which is fun. Really what, but that's, and that's what relationships and sex should be fun. Yeah. And I tell all my clients that too. I'm like, life is fun. Like you can be worried and you can be scared and you can be fearful or you can be excited and engaged. Like it's your choice. Like you are the author of your life. You get to decide and why not? And I mean, you know, yeah, some things are hard and some things are work and we do put the work in, but it doesn't work is not necessarily not fun. Right. You know, you do work that's a lot of fun and, and, and enjoyable while you're doing, even if it's hard, just because it's hard, doesn't mean it's not fun. So there is a lot of sort of attitude in in, in how you approach things does definitely have an impact in what you're going to get out of it. Yeah. I mean, there's opportunity and learning everywhere. Like some of the hardest things that I've been through, like I've just grown so much immensely through them right and then things that are really easy i'm like oh okay just here kind of floating along doing my thing so i i kind of welcome those times of struggle those times that are hard and difficult and like starting my business that was crazy difficult being an entrepreneur is insane and you make no money and you're struggling and you want to do something and people aren't paying for it like that's hard and you feel like an imposter um but i grew a lot during that time Right, like yeah. an immense amount of growth. Yeah, and I mean, and 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 so the, the, again, that's what you, the attitude that you take and and the energy that you put into it. And, and I did mention before about you know, when are yearnings destructive and when are yearnings things that you shouldn't follow. And um, I think about a couple of different types of yearning that can can be destructive. One of them is that um, ever present fantasy yearning, which is it's. It bears no resemblance to reality. So, and, you get, and we can use the, the kind of an internet dating thing as an example. Because so you meet somebody on whatever, whatever app or LinkedIn or, God, oh God you shouldn't be meeting somebody on LinkedIn or Facebook, wherever. <laughs> LinkedIn is a professional site for professionals <laughs> to, to get jobs and people to talk with their peers, not for you to try and pick up women. Um but there it is. But you know, you meet somebody on on an app or on Facebook or whatever, and you you know you're talking and you're creating these ideas about each other, and you get to where you're really yearning for a relationship with this person, and you you know you're talking every day, and it's wonderful. And you have no idea if any of it is reality based. 
And those sorts of things can become really overwhelmingly consuming for people. Um, I mean, I've seen people get really compulsive about these things where, you know, they're spending hours and hours to the detriment of their jobs, to the detriment of their friendships and their family on a relationship that is not yet a relationship. Which isn't to say you can't have a long distance relationship. I certainly would be, um, it would be rich for me to say that since my relationship with my husband for the first six years was long distance, but we met in person. We met in person first. Um, and, um, and then, you know, we maintained our relationship when we were away from each other by using the internet, Skype in particular. Um, but, um, you know, you could meet someone online and then go meet them in person. And then, then the relationship has reality. But if you never met this person and, and there's an avoidance of meeting and it, it, for some people, it becomes this great yearning, this great yearning to have that. This is my perfect soulmate. And yet there's no reality basis to that at all. So that I, I, I find worrisome in people when when they get caught up in that sort of myth yeah absolutely and i and i see that it can it can be quite destructive um and then they make up this like rich backstory of what the other person must be thinking feeling or wanting that hasn't even been expressed um and so i hear this a lot like i people will decipher other people's wants or needs um and decide how the other person must be feeling about them Yes. Um, and, and so I always, you know, I always kind of stop them and I'm like, okay, well, let's just, let's just start with what, what you think and feel <laughs> and, and get to like the heart of that, um, regardless of whatever's happening with this other artificial person, because we don't even know them yet. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's a lot of that that happens that like that yearning that's kind of created from that ecosystem of online. And there's, there's one other, and we're really close to close, so I'm just going to throw this out there, and I'm, we're not going to explore it, so people are just going to have to think about it. It's always an interesting one, which is yearning for something that you know is not good for you, mm. that you've already discovered, actually, in the end, causes you pain, it, 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 you know, either physical pain, emotional pain, both. It's, it's not good for you. You know it's not good for you, but you want it. So that's always one to watch out for. Now, we are four minutes from close. So I want to thank you for joining me. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Um, and so remember that you can find Dina. Yep. Where? Oh, at Sweet Deans on my Instagram or at sweetdeans.com. Absolutely. Do get in touch with her. Um, next week is Z for Zoftig. So that should be a lot of fun. Um, if you are in the London area, the 3rd, 4th, 5th of April, Midori is coming to teach and play with us. Um, these workshops are very limited space. On the 3rd, we're doing the Art of Feminine Dominance and the Exquisite Whip. On the 4th is an intensive Heart of Shibari for only eight people. And on the 5th is the Fundamentals of Shibari, um, and that will include how to create an amazing scene. Um, the third and the fifth only have 20 spaces and some of these are already gone. If you are interested, get in touch with me. Email me at lauribeth at drlauribethbisbee.com and I will send you the link. I have a group, online group starting from Desire to Satisfaction on the 26th of February. If you are interested in the group, 
also email me and I will send you a link to that. And if you want to book a 30-minute strategy session with me, it's bit.ly forward slash 30 minutes, capital D, R, capital L, O, R, I, capital B, E, T, H. 30 minutes, Dr. Lori Beth. I will see you all next week when it's Z is for Zoptig and I will be um, on location in Las Vegas because I'm attending Sin in the City. So if you're out there, come and find me and say hello. Have a great week, guys.